0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Please Stop, the podcast with Katie and Chaz. This is Katie. This is Chaz. And we have a special episode today. We are going to do a little bit of a story time for all of you. Um, I know it's been a while since we recorded an episode, so we are so happy to be back and have some stories to share from the last month or so We were doing a lot of traveling. We were together for a lot of it, and we've just had a pretty wild experience. So as usual, strap in, buckle up, get ready because this is going to be wild. Strap on.
1: Please stop. Right. Yeah. It feels really rusty. We know we keep taking breaks, but it's because we're busy getting new content to talk about and to document. We kind of have caught up with the last decade of memories. So now it's kind of just us trying to perfectly time buffer periods between having the experience and not pissing anyone off and so people can pinpoint who we're talking about. So we have to wait a little bit and making the experiences in general. So this story cannot wait any longer though. I've waited long enough. (laughs) It's time. Where did did we get from the very beginning? Okay. Last time we recorded, I was in a mood of um, Katie and I were talking about the difference between situationships and ethical non-monogamy and things like that. And I was saying how I was about to travel with my ex, um, which did end up happening. That was honestly one of the best trips we've ever been on. Still highly recommend if you have the emotional bandwidth, date someone you broke up with. It's probably more fun dating them after your relationship than it is when you were in it. Highly recommend. Or maybe I'm just a Martian. No, that's such a
0: good – that's brilliant, I think. I, we can go back to it later because we've got a whole thing to get through. But like, we should come back to that. That's a great topic.
1: Yes. But in this moment, I had told Katie, I realized the last time I went on vacation with a man was actually when I was in my relationship with my ex. And the fact that the next one coming up is with him seems like, am I back in this relationship without even realizing it myself? So I got a wild hair up my ass to force myself on a date that week. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a <laughs> saying. Got
0: what up your ass? It's a saying, isn't it? It is. Is it? I know that we've talked about pulling long hairs out of your asshole and it feels good. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking a about? A wild you know? hair up my ass. A <laughs> wild hair up your ass, like a hair from your head or like a rabbit. A hair.
1: Well, shit, I don't know. I've uh, Mary Lou's, I grew up with Mary Lou saying it and I just figured, I feel like it's not the first time I've said it and you've.
0: I've be- never heard that expression before in my entire life, let alone from you. But okay, Chaz had either a rabbit or just some crazy hair shoved up her ass. I was
1: feeling some type of way and feeling like I needed to put my eggs in a little more baskets to make sure I was keeping my emotions in check and my time and energy, still maintaining my fun little feral single girl summer. So with the vacation with my ex approaching, I was like, Look, let me schedule some dates just to spread out
0: the feelings or experiences, whatever. You know what I mean? So your wild oats, but the oats are feelings and they're not semen. <laughs> you're breaking my
1: brain. My brain is broken between <laughs> my... Uh, anyway, let's get back on track. So... Katie and I are recording the episode. I am toggling between two dates, one with this really hot guy in Lower East Side, one with this older man. His dating profile said he was mid-40s. He looked good looking. He wanted to take me to Catch, which is a 10-minute walk from my apartment, and it was about to rain outside. And the more time I went back and forth between deciding between the two dates, the more I was like, you know what? I really want some fish. I really would like to have a quick Dinner. I don't want anything extensive where I need to get on the train, especially if it's raining. I'm just going to go down the street and come back. Side note, Katie, what is your opinion on a man wanting to take you to catch on a first date? Because I have two girlfriends who I really respect their opinions and they both shit all over this idea. And they were like,
0: that is such a red flag, a catch. I'm like, why? I love fish. I feel like it depends on who the guy is, right? Like knowing the context of who this man was knowing that he's a little bit older, knowing that he travels for work. I think Catch is a totally fine first date spot. Also, like, is Catch, like, a little bit over? Is it a little overdone? Sure. But the food is honestly still slaps as far as I'm concerned. Like, the food is not bad at Catch. And if it's free and you want to go on a date that night, like, go meet the older businessman at Catch as far as I'm concerned. I don't give a shit. Is it the coolest place in town? No. It's free Catch. So, I don't know. I would go.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Honestly, the biggest appeal was the 10-minute walk. There you go. It's ironic because our last episode, we were talking about that athlete's ex-girlfriend who we were debating on if it was respectful or not to ask her if he gave her money during their relationship. And it was all about like, take the money if you need it, if you want it, or whatever empowers you. But personally, we were saying how we feel empowered, making our own money, even though we do have privileged upbringings as well, blah, blah, blah. But it was just ironic. So- Okay. So just remember that, the fact that that was the content of that episode. (laughs) So I'm lagging. I keep telling Katie, I really don't want to go on this date. I should just cancel. And she's encouraging me and reminding me why I should. And I go, I show up. The man does look a little bit older. And by a little bit, I mean like under 10 years older than what he listed as his age. But he looked very nicely dressed, very handsome. And I was like, okay, sometimes I've mentioned this before and I'm just now remembering this now which is why I might have thought he was more handsome than I remembered. Katie, what do I do before first dates I'm nervous for?
0: Oh my God, you take, I didn't even think of this. You <laughs> take your weird peppermint, your schnapps. You schnapps, you schnapps, schnapps. <laughs> you didn't schnapps, schnapps. <laughs> you shot of schnapps.
1: <laughs> yeah, I still have that fucking peppermint vodka. <laughs> it's either for a date I'm really excited about or really dreading is when I take it. Just to- take the edge off. I take a tiny little bit of it, but I was feeling it and I'm like, okay, I'm already here. I don't feel that bamboozled. The guy seems so nervous, but he's dressed really nice. Whatever. I sit down. This was weird. Keep in mind, this might be a two-parter because there's little details that in the moment we might say them and you might find them to be irrelevant and filler. They are not. They are just as important
0: as the core portions of the story. Correct, Katie? A hundred percent. No part of the story needs to be left untold, right. as far as I'm concerned. And it goes on. So, yeah, this may be a two part episode.
1: There are some stories that really interesting and meaningful to Katie and I because it's our memory. But this is one of those stories where I think any listener will appreciate. So just bear with us. <laughs> so we go to sit down. He's really nervous. He was like, what do you want to drink? And I'm like, oh, maybe a Reposado soda, but they have a really nice matcha cocktail. And he was like, matcha, matcha. Um, okay, I'll just have what she's having. And I'm like, why does he seem so confused? Okay. <laughs> and then – he was like, what do you want? Um, I love salmon sashimi. And I'm like, sure. They don't have salmon sashimi. They have yellowtail, but we can get some – they have salmon tartare. And he was like, well, you know, he's asking the waiter. and He's like, I see you have sashimi. Is that salmon? And I'm thinking, I already – what? It's – re- like this is getting embarrassing and weird. And the waiter's like, no, it's yellowtail. And he's like, okay, so do you have it salmon though? And he's like, we have salmon tartare. <laughs> this man, when the waiter suggested – Salmon tartar. This man looked at me. We're gonna call him. What do you want to call him?
0: We need a name for sure. And also, hearing all of this again, it's so hard not to react because you obviously take this out. It's not really relevant, but like knowing now who he is and what he sounds like <laughs> that you're saying all of this, I'm fucking losing my shit. It is completely no.
1: relevant. This
0: reaction oh my is God, relevant. So fucking funny. Um, yeah, we need a name for him. Should we just call him like? Malibu Marty <laughs> Leonard. <laughs> no, that's my dad's name. That's your dad's name? Yes. What the fuck? Wait, really?
1: Yes. How have I never known that? I don't. No one
0: knows the name Leonard. I had no. Idea. It's just me, my psychic psyching gang again. I guess your psychic psyching. Yeah. No, that's my dad's name. We can't use that. It's why I want to name my son Leo, and it's why I fucking took my baby name naming his son leonardo
1: me always talking about my ex of course my ex and i have the same baby name because his middle name is my dead dad's name Normalize sharing baby names with your ex unless your ex blatantly steals it from you which
0: he did he straight up stole this this is unshared he had nothing to do with that but he knew my baby name was leo whatever i don't care i'm still using it and he can think of me every time he sees his baby <laughs> okay i'm gonna call this guy buster Buster. It just
1: seems fit. It's perfect. Okay, so Buster is the name we're going to use. <laughs> so Buster is freaking out. He's like, so you have sashimi, but it's not salmon. And I'm like, you do know sashimi is not just salmon. It's all different types of fish. And he was like, well, what about the tartare? What, what do you think about that? I'm like, yeah, sure. He's like, okay, so the tar- salmon tartare is like the sashimi. And this went on for 10 minutes. Dude. <laughs> before you have like a coronary issue let's do the salmon sashimi and the yellow t- the, sorry the yellow tail sashimi salmon tartar whatever the dinner keeps going on it's really nice he had ordered some sort of meat dish at one point it was like ribs or something it came out and he goes why did they bring us meat why did they bring us this beef dish you you ordered it I thought I thought that was fish I <laughs> okay what what but whatever and he's really interesting. He's telling me he's in the works to buy a giant media company. I will not say the name. Um, he finally told me the name, and I see him texting this overseas <sighs> country. It seems legit. We'll say that the media company is something as big as the biggest media company you
0: can imagine. We'll just say is that. is a yeah, global Fortune 500 massive company.
1: He also mentions he's best friends with one of the founders of one of my favorite alcohols that's really interesting and i'm like intrigued by this person and pretty impressed by his background his current works his connections his networking all of that like it was impressive and i love a mentor i love someone who can (laughs) we know i love a date that i can leave and have a bunch of investment advice for my Robin Hood and my real estate. So I was enjoying myself. Did mention he had, he was a divorce and he had some kids. Whatever, makes sense. Okay. We leave catch and we go to a dive bar. We're sitting there and I'm like, oh, I have work in the morning and I have an early workout class. And I, and he was like, just cancel it. I was like, oh, I can't. It's like a stupid $10 fee or something. And he was like, don't worry about it. And he shoves cash in my purse. (laughs) Okay, I don't need, and I was like, look, you just bought dinner you're buying drinks now. No need for that. And I pull out the $10 bill and hand it to him. And I'm like, fuck, that was a hundred. I want that back. (laughs) 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 So I give it back and I'm like, and he takes it. Fuck. So then I, we have another round. I'm like, oh, I really am having so much fun, but I, for real, I do need to go. And he was like, Cancel the class, gives me the $100 bill again. This time I'm like, oh, you were the sweetest. I pocket it. The next day, I'm telling Katie about everything. And she's like, that's interesting because you were really dreading this date. You really didn't want to go.
0: Like, what was your perception at that point? At that point, I was just like, oh, like Chaz had a really fun time actually, and like went to multiple bars with this guy and like, you know, just really enjoyed herself. And I thought, at that point that maybe this would be a person that you might continue seeing if he were in town because he's older and he's obviously wealthy and, you know, wants to take a younger girl out. I wasn't thinking anything else would really come of it, but I thought at that point, like, okay, it seems like she had a really, like, genuinely nice time with this guy.
1: And I did. It was a wonderful time. And – he did walk me home. He did not go up to my apartment. He did walk me to my lobby. He was a gentleman, also very charismatic, whatever. It was a fun time. So the next day, he texts me and he's like, so by the way, he had sold his place in New York, he claimed, and was now living in wine country. Also had a bachelor pad in. Right. I won't say where, but right outside of Malibu is what I'll say. Just keep that in mind. So he's like, oh, I have a flight back to the West Coast. I would love to have lunch with you. I can push back my flight. And I was like so hungover. We got home at like 4 a.m. We were playing pool and talking for hours. I was like, oh, I really can't. But I really loved meeting you whenever you're in New York. Hit me up. He had asked me my love language while on this date. And I, I joked, I'm like, oh, it's plants. That's just my thing. Katie knows that anyone who's dated me knows it. My, I just like plants as gifts. I'm showering. I get a notification for my intercom. It's someone delivering a big plant to me. And I'm thinking that's him showing his appreciation because he didn't get to take me to lunch. <laughs> you ever just get another wild hair up your ass and you have a moment of, let me just show off to the men who in my life who are recording me or like whatever. So I text,
0: that's the only wild hair I've ever had up my ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you ever just like want to remind people in your life, hey, well, pursue me. So we all do it. So I text my ex who I'm going on vacation with a picture of the plant. And I was, Did you deliver this to me? Just as my little flex, knowing it very well was buster who delivered it and i knew it was buster because no one rang my doorbell it was left in my lobby so i thought so i'm telling katie katie's like lol this is a flex and a free plant universe is always on your side blah 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 i go to go down to my lobby the plant is right outside my door it was actually like a beautiful little gift from my ex joke was on me it was not from buster in that moment i was like huh i guess that's the end of buster it was not in fact the end of buster i almost texted buster without even texting the ex at all just saying thank you so much for the plan and can you imagine
0: thank god you didn't no i could not imagine i mean it would have been fine given everything else that ended up happening. But like at the moment, that would have been so uncomfortable.
1: I'm having a weird day. I'm hungover. I'm getting random plants. I'm getting weird offers for lunch. Buster has gone back to the West Coast and he's texting me. He's like, you should just come out to wine country this weekend. I was like, no, I can't. My best friend, um, they, I have like a birth, some birthday parties this weekend. He was like, oh, just bring your friends. I'm thinking, does that mean you're going to pay to fly a group of my friends out? Or do you, like, what does that mean? So I was like, oh, no, no. I can't. But next weekend, I'm pretty open. And he was like, okay, you should come then. Which at this point, I've never had a stranger, which I consider him a stranger, fly me. I've never had that happen, like to be flown out like that. But I'm still in that mindset of, I need to, what did you say? Sow my oats? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know if it's the right use of it, but yeah. I just hypothetically suggest two weekends from then. Thinking it would go nowhere. He immediately is like, yeah, I love that idea. I'm updating Katie on every interaction I have. Um, and she's also in a similar mindset of fuck everything. Let's do something weird and wild because we had it in, in a minute. So I play around with it. I'm like, well, if he was willing to take my friends whose birthday it was like to have them come out, I'm like, I can get Katie out. Oh, I'll preface this with on our first date. I told him I th- when he gave me the hundred dollar bill, I was like, I think you're extremely generous, but I need to be fully transparent with you. I'm extremely sexually, intimately avoidant with new people, I don't want you to feel like you're being taken advantage of or your time's wasted because I move so slow, sexually specifically, that I'm sure it could get exhausting, especially if you're being as generous as you are. And he was like, I totally respect that and I appreciate that and that's not a problem at all. The only way I'd feel comfortable really doing it, if you're for real, is if Katie could come. He was like, we can go to Malibu and then we can go up to wine country. I told him my favorite city is Amsterdam. He was like, there's this Dutch... It's like if you copied and pasted Amsterdam on the West Coast, it's called Soul thing. He was like, we can stay in Malibu and then go to Amsterdam. He found this sick ass house. Katie did her background checking on it. She saw it was like a thousand a night. Like it was a beautiful house. We each had our own bedroom. Yeah,
0: at this point, Chaz has basically been like live tweeting to me since the night before about this entire date, how the day has gone, the plant situation, what he's asking her to do the next day, asking her to get lunch, inviting her out to wine country, inviting her out to... California. And at this point, I was like, Chaz, we have nothing to lose. We might as well follow this and see how actually far it goes. Maybe he's full of shit. Maybe he never actually buys the plane tickets. But maybe we have this insane story to tell where we go to California for the weekend, meet out in LA and spend the weekend in this absolutely beautiful three story house, just right off of the Pacific Coast Highway in Malibu. Because uh, he had sent the listing of the house rental that he had gotten for them. And, he, you know, he was. He was being super kind, very gentlemanly, very generous. And he was like, we all have our own rooms. It was like a – it was a really beautiful house, like a very, very nice situation. He was like, I'll pick you guys up from the airport and then we can go up to wine country. And I was like, I wanted to spend my birthday in wine country this year anyway because my birthday was happening like two weeks after this trip and so we booked flights well he booked chaz's flight i booked my own flight because i wanted some level of autonomy over this whole thing just in case it went south (laughs) of course And then I had credit card points. So, and
1: also, let's keep in mind, I did have a really nice time. And why the fuck not? Like, the under, it wasn't just us wanting a fun experience. It was also like, I liked him enough to see him again. And
0: you liked him and you had a nice night with him. If he's being very respectful and, You know, you didn't feel like there was any energy from his direction of him like trying to push things if we were out there or expecting anything sexual or – and you and I talked about this too. I was like, does he think he's going to get a threesome if he flies out to friends and we're both younger, hot blondes? Like, is he thinking like this is going to be a crazy sex party weekend In LA, and you were like, No, 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 he's not like that. Like, he's very respectful. And yeah, like you really respected him because you guys had talked about business and, you know, investments and things like that. So yeah, I didn't think really past that, but I was just like, Okay, like if you trust this guy, then I trust him.
1: Well, and we also Googled him extensively. Well, of
0: course, a lot of what he said checked out. Some things didn't sit quite
1: well, but we'll get into that later.
0: (laughs) We'll get there. There were no, I would, I will say, There were no giant red flags that we could find on an initial Google search. Like we could find his job. We could confirm his last name. We could confirm his family. He like sent the confirmation for the house and he bought Chaz's flight. So we had like confirmation codes for everything and the address of where we were going to stay. We're not going to go missing in LA with the weekend with this man.
1: One weird thing that stood out when booking my flight. He took forever to finally book it. Finally sent me the flight. It was a one-way with one airline and then a second one-way with a second airline. He didn't book a round trip. That seems bizarre. Who doesn't book a round trip? You know, I don't know. Just that to this day, I don't know. I will not say it wasn't fully without red flags. So we'll get into the the bizarre moments of what that led up to the trip, the texting.
0: Katie, what stands out to you? It was very immediate as basically as soon as they had finished their date. He was starting to refer to you as babe or baby and darling and honey. And it was a lot of pet names. It was a lot of overly affectionate, overly familiar ways of having a conversation with someone. Was he doing the 11-11 thing right away too? <laughs> I don't – I feel like this is – Everyone in their life went through this in like middle school where it was like, oh, if you catch eleven you're supposed to make a wish. But it's like no one has thought that or done that or even like thought twice about it since we were all maybe 12 years old. This man kept texting chat. <laughs> And you would be like, 11-11, babe, make a wish. Or like, oh, it's eleven 11 I'm thinking about you. It was just, I don't know that it was a red flag because we were still like, oh, it's very sweet. Like he, you know, he really likes you. And it was just a little bit like this man may not be of this planet. Yeah. He's just maybe not all there.
1: Well, it was kind of a disconnect. And then I'm like, okay,
0: people on the West
1: Coast are much different than the East and Southern coasts. Like I am such a person who wouldn't do any of that. I'm not that spiritual hippy dippy. I don't like pet names unless I'm literally in love with you about to marry you. Like I'm not, you, you will not hear me calling someone babe or baby or allowing them to call me that unless I'm like living with them. So to me, after one date, this was a lot, but we were laughing. Cause you know, and also the age gap, like this is the, this is the problem with age gaps. Little things like this that over time you either learn to adapt to or it snowballs and you really are repelled by it. In my case, there's no me adapting to 11.11 11, Make-A-Wish, babe. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no rational person in 2022 adapts to that. But this is, so what I was getting at, Katie,
1: keyword sand dune. Wait, did you say sand dune? Yeah. Before?
0: Maybe I missed that. No, we I haven't
1: yet. What was the other red flag? So we we're trying to plan our itinerary. He was like, so what do you want to do? more we're there. He made comments. So like I do, we, we know that when I party, I party hard. And on the date with him, we had a lot of rounds. He said, you can drink me under the table a million times.
0: He must have texted it to you. Uh, Even just in screenshots you sent me, upwards of five times, he said the exact words, you can drink me under the table. And it was just so odd to continue harping on that. Yeah, that was kind of a weird, it was a weird moment that he just like kept bringing up how much Chaz can drink, especially when we're going to be like in a vulnerable state spending a full weekend with this man in a place where like we don't know where we are necessarily. It was strange. I mean, Chaz had had a lot to drink and like me, again, we thought like, okay, this guy's older. Like this is just a phrase that he knows that he's using to like sound cool or something or sound younger, like the eleven eleven 11 thing. Like, oh, you can drink me out of the table. Like he's just trying to be cool and talk about how much he wants to party with (laughs) us.
1: That's important to remember for later. The phrases he always said, 11-11, babe, make a wish, and you can drink me under the table. The other thing he kept saying is, are you slaying it in sales? I forgot about that. (laughs) He said it so many times. And I was like,
0: this is just...
1: Look, don't be a bitch. Like, he's older, and he's trying to relate to me who's younger. But the biggest red flag I'm talking about, Katie, when planning our itinerary, I suggested, I was like, the one... Things I would like to do is go hiking. I would love to go to Nobu. I would love just to see like the beaches, all of that. And he was like, sure, absolutely. But the one thing he suggested, the sand dunes.
0: (laughs) Thank you, (laughs) Chaz. No, this man was suggesting an itinerary, a list of activities for us. He was like, yeah, Nobu, no problem. We'll go. We'll do hikes. Like we can go to Runyon, whatever, whatever. And he did not say – I'm sorry to interrupt
1: you because you know I'm being a hypocrite.
0: He never said Runyon. Runyon is Megan's thing. Oh, he didn't? Oh, okay. I don't know what L.A. – I literally don't know where anything is in L.A. So anyone says hike, I assume it's Runyon. Uh,
1: she knows Runyon because I'm always on Runyon when I visit my other best friend. But he but he did say hike, so she's not wrong. Just
0: not hiking. Okay. I thought we were going to Runyon. Yeah. We did not go to Runyon as it turns out. But <laughs> the other thing that this man said – he was like, oh, I know this great hike. It's really remote and there's a sand dune and we can roll down it and giggle like children. Is that what he was like? We can like laugh like kids or something when we roll, when we fling our bodies off this cliff into the sand. I don't know if he qu-
1: we can quote giggle like children. That's a legend. But he definitely said... It's amazing. We can go at the top of the sand dune and roll down it. And I'm. And sh- he said something about it being remote, too. What about any of that's appealing? To fling your body down a giant sand <laughs> to be covered in sand and dirt? Please. Like, I kept thinking, is sand sledding a thing I don't know about? I think I just made up sand sledding. Even then, is that appealing? But he said, roll. So picture Katie and I with this much older man in the middle of bumfuck Malibu stop dropping and rolling down a humongous sand dune and then getting up and being like we love this like what
0: (laughs) like there's sand in all of chaz's hair crevices everywhere we look like monsters coming out of this place no i go to la i'm packing outfits i'm planning what i'm wearing i'm taking photographs i am not rolling in the dirt I'll tell you one thing I won't do. I said nobu. He said sand dunes. So, anyway, he said, you'll love it. We're
1: kind of glazing over all this, but making jokes about it. But the more these things happen, the more excited we get to have a weird core memory in our early 30s. We go through with it. We land in LA. We're at LAX. I get off the plane. Katie's like, You're really not trying with this one, right? And <laughs> I'm like, nope. I
0: literally did say that. I took one look at her and I go, do you want to go like (laughs) go in the bathroom and like put makeup on or something? Nope. Not because Chaz isn't beautiful with no makeup on, but usually when I see her and she's getting ready for a date, she does not (laughs) look like she did coming off of this plane. I'll tell you
1: how bad we looked. I'll fast forward for one second. Katie and I were targeted by a waiter, a juggalette walked into a restaurant, but Katie and I were the concerns for the waiter. Like, literally.
0: who's They hit? They stopped bringing us wine, but they continued to serve the juggalette. I'm
1: telling y'all, there's so many layers to this. We'll have to get to the juggalette later. But Katie and I, Katie looked decent, but also off a long flight. I literally looked like pure trash. Like hair in a bun, no makeup, weird ass sweat, weird ass mini tank top, and my Osprey backpack, which if you know, you know. I carry this giant red backpack with me every time I travel. If I saw me out at an airport, I would avoid me at all costs. And I was like, Katie, this man already saw what I'm capable of looking like. I don't need to put on a show right now. And also, I don't want to encourage anything sexual. So like, it doesn't matter. It's fine. He texts me. He's running late because of traffic. And he's like, heads up. (laughs) This is where shit starts to get wild. Heads up. I have to wire some money and get something notarized. So I'll drop you two off at, I won't say the name, but it was a really nice hotel that had a really beautiful outdoor rooftop dining area. And he's like, I'll drop you all off there and I'm going to go take care of this and then I'll be right back. And he said this before seeing us. Picks us up. Katie and I are like looking at the different cars pass by because he's like, I'm in a white SUV and we're seeing some questionable white SUVs and we're starting to get really nervous. Finally, he comes in a, or I don't know if it was white, whatever. He comes, I think it was black. It was black. He pulls up in a, in a very nice black SUV and our nerves kind of calm. And we noticed there's no luggage in it, which was just odd because, like, aren't we going straight to Malibu from LAX? Like, after we go get lunch, like, we're just going. We're not going back to your bachelor pad. Whatever. And then he makes a comment. He's like, oh, yeah, so annoying. They didn't fill up the tank. This is a rental. And Katie, you, you asked him, oh, don't you live here? Why do you have a rental?
0: I was trying so hard to, like, be conversational about it, but things were now – now that he had actually picked us up, we confirmed he was a real person. We confirmed like this is actually happening and we're going to get in the car and go somewhere with this man. Of course, we did polite introductions and he was like, thanks for chaperoning this weekend so Chaz could come. And I was just like, uh, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I was like, now I have to watch the two of you have sex. Ew! <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But that was how he said it. Obviously, neither of us fucked this man. If no one could tell already, it was just the way he said it.
1: The whole time that raised a concern in me. And I'm like, wait a second. If you do have a bachelor pad right down the street and you have a house a few hours away, why why didn't you pick up wait, a car? Why
0: did rent a car? Which was what I was trying to get at when I asked him. I was like, oh, do you live around here? Like, where's your place? I know we're going to a, like a house rental this weekend in Malibu. But like, where's your apartment? Or where's your house over? I think I said house. hmm and he was just kind of vague about it. It was very strange. But then he was like, yeah, I have a rental. He said something about not wanting to put mileage on his car. And I was like – It makes like, not make sense. Nothing. Yeah, added up like, what are you talking about? It was very strange. But we're
1: in the car and I'm like, please don't get over analytical right now. I'm telling myself this because like I was starting to get in my head and panic a little. So I was like, look, we're going to the really nice hotel. There's no luggage, but that's whatever. I – was so nervous. I really didn't get a good look at his body. I only looked at his face and noticed he definitely looked a little more older than I remembered. But the dim lighting of catch and the fucking smear, peppermint smear That'll do it. That'll blur lines. Literally and figuratively blur the age lines. Call Robin Thick to the nice hotel to have lunch. He may. Oh, and on the way, he's texting this woman. He's like, so the woman I got to wire money to—it's the single mom who owns this weed farm or something—and he's like, "I don't like do weed, but if y'all do it, you can have as much as you want." I was like, "We don't, we don't fuck with weed,"
0: but thank you. And also thinking, looking at Katie, like, "What?" Like this was this was the first major red flag I, that like really stood out to me was he was like, "I have to wire this single mom money. I have to wire her twenty thousand dollars."
1: And we only know it was twenty thousand dollars because he made sure to voice to text.
0: Yeah, he her. was
1: saying that. Yeah. And he was like, I've already sent, no, he said, I've already, I think he said, I've already sent you 20,000. I can't send you any more today. And I just remember being like, that could have been written, but okay, whatever. So, right. He, but he also made a huge deal. So he's like, I have to go get that notarized. But I'm an investor for her. I feel bad. She has these kids and she's single. And I'm like, okay, it sounds like you're being taken advantage of if she's being this mean to you. He's got wired headphones in texting her as he's driving us. And we're like, dude. <laughs> like, we don't want to be rude, but we're like, eyes on the road. Like, take your fucking wired he- headphones out at least. Like, are you even listening Literally. to anything? You're, you're texting. Why do you need your headphones in? So... We get to the really nice hotel restaurant. We sit outside. It was really cold and windy, which we weren't expecting, but they brought some heaters. And as the valet, like he pulled up to drop us off, he told the valet, made the biggest deal. He's like, don't park it. Don't park it. I'm coming right back. And I'm thinking maybe I should have put on some makeup because he's clearly abandoning
0: us. <laughs> he's <you know. laughs> Yeah. I mean, at this point, at this point, I had kind of fully relaxed and I was just like, eh, one way or another, we're in L.A., we know plenty of people to stay with if this goes south, but I was like, you know, if he's dropping us off at this very nice hotel, absolute worst comes to worst, we can just get an Uber and go wherever we want to in LA. So I was like, okay, I'm starting to relax into it at this point. He's being so fucking weird about the valet not taking this car that it like sparks a red flag in my brain, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna bring my bag with me then, just in case I can't go back here, so I'm not totally stranded without any stuff. I left my suitcase, but I bought I brought my big like carry on bag, yeah, with me, yeah, into the hotel, and uh, yeah, you can take it from there. I
1: I brought my little crossbody in, but I left my Osprey because I could not be seen with a giant backpack in the hotel, and he was like. He said his first and last name for the res, and I was like, okay, checks out.
0: Fine. We go. They give us blankets and heat lamps, even though it's in the middle of the daytime. It was strange. It was a very nice hotel. Really, really beautiful little balcony they had us out on. But the people around us were like having conversations at other tables and screaming at one another across the table. It it was not civilized. The vibe was not civilized on that patio.
1: They made me feel less insecure about how I looked because they also looked very disheveled and they were they were just acting very annoying and screaming and it wasn't the typical LA experience I was used to. But whatever. Katie and I settle in, he hugs us by, um, okay, I guess you're going to get the thing notarized. I don't think much of it. Katie and I are ordering a little bit of wine, some food, because we're starving. I just got out of, off a six-hour flight that took off at 6 a.m. Starving and tired. So we're getting our food. We're relaxing. And then the waiter's like, oh, my shift is changing. Katie, I'll let you tell this whole part. So
0: <laughs> the waiter who's taking care of us at the hotel – We had been ordering, like Chaz said, we had been ordering wine. We had gotten snacks. We got a salad. We like had a few things and the guy still wasn't back. At this point, it had been probably an hour to maybe like hour and 20 minutes-ish that we had been there and the guy is gonzo. We were at this point entertaining the possibility that he (laughs) took one look at us off that plane and said, no, thank you and just like bounced Because he's just he's unreachable. Chaz had tried texting him, being like, Hey, like, how's it going? Like, are you getting your stuff handled? I hope that girl's not being too mean to you. Like, we can't wait to relax with you and hang out and like have a drink when you're back. And he's not responding to us. (laughs) And at this point, Chaz and I are like, What we're not about to do is put our credit card down when this man should be. I don't know. Should I say taking care of us? That seems fucked up. But it's like he had flown us out there. We had given up our weekend to spend time with him. And we didn't want to put a card down until he came back because also we wanted to keep ordering at that point. He No, it's not fucked up because here's the difference for what we were saying in last episode and
1: this episode. He made the res. He suggested the spot. He said, I'm taking you two to lunch. And he said, enjoy. I will be right back. And then I and he even made it sound like he was going to be eating and drinking with us there. We thought this was a 20 to 30 minute thing. I've gotten multiple things notarized. I've never wired money because I'm not Anna Delvey. Who wires fucking money? I know people who wire money and you can do it from your laptop, which he had on. And
0: that's what I thought. I thought he was going to sit with us and have lunch and do work on his laptop while we were eating. That's what I thought was happening. Also,
1: it just was the principle at that point. Katie and I can afford, I go to LA all the time. Right. I fund myself. We don't need a sugar daddy situation. But it was the principal. You chose the spot. You made the res and then you just abandoned. Fuck, fuck you. Like, Come back. This is ridiculous. You also have my passport and my luggage in your car. Like, This is making me uncomfortable. I also thought if I put a car down, it's like, then will he never come back? I don't know. It just started to feel really scary. And they had right. his first and last name. So I was like, we need this man to come back. We are not doing anything, any forward movements that will involve him not because this is scary. So now it's like two hours at this point. I haven't heard from him. I texted him half an hour ago. And I'm like, also, even if he's notarizing something or wiring something, you can just do a simple text back like, hey, I'll be 50 more minutes or hey, it's taking longer than I think. You just don't exactly. not answer. Meanwhile, the waiter's trying to change shifts and he's like, can I close you out or just like, he said, "Can I close you out because I have to leave and my new the new waiter's taking over." And I was like, "Oh, he we did lie and we said all of our our wallets are in his car." Oh, okay. Um, when is he coming back? And, that, and that's when he wasn't answering. I kept texting him. Then he was like, "Well, until he comes back, you can't order anything else." And I was like, "Well." When we made the... He was like, we forgot to have his card on file when we made the res, and normally we require that. And at this point, I'm so offended. Maybe you should talk it out amongst yourselves with the new waiter taking your shift because we weren't told this when we sat down, and if there was a card meant to be on file, it should be the person who made the res. Again, that wasn't us, and we're not comfortable with that. And we're also freezing and would love to move inside, but I guess we can't until we get this taken care of. And also, we're not... Done dining.
0: (laughs) So exactly like we would have just kept ordering drinks, and it's not like we would have left without paying. Worst case scenario, if he literally didn't come, of course we would have paid and left. But it's like, as long as he's coming back, neither of us was about to put our card down for that just based on the principle of it alone. So the fact, I don't know, it was just, it was very strange. It was definitely really offensive that the waiter was just being so strange about it. It's like, first of all, if it was your mistake, to not ask for a card when you took the reservation, that's kind of on you to figure it out after that point. I do totally understand shift changes in restaurants and you should always try to tip out your waiter before their shift ends. However, there are extenuating circumstances sometimes. And in that case, the waiter waiter should either figure it out with his manager or figure it out with whoever's taking over. Just agree like, hey, I'll take X percentage of the tip when it comes through, just Venmo me or whatever it is. Like figure it out. Don't pass that on to the patron and customer of this very nice hotel. It's it's a shitty look. It's a bad look. And
1: also, if you have a res, the res did not have an end time. So I can see if we were overextending our 90-minute limit or something. There was none of that.
0: And also, it was not crowded at all. There was nothing else for them to do. Yeah, they
1: had like a raunchy-ass group of people next to us screaming that this is when the jugalette walks in. (laughs) And I'm like, really? I'm being singled out?
0: There's a juggalette at the next table, sir. The juggalette was beautiful. She was so hot. Chaz and I were looking up juggalette memes at this look. At this point, he
1: does rush back. He gives me this crusty ass college. I won't say the name of the college because it is where he went. It is an Ivy League school, but like crusty, crusty ass sweatshirt. He's like, well, you said you were cold. So I went all the way home to get this. I was like, well, I would have rather you just come back. So I could move inside then do this because I'm also not going to put on a hoodie, right? Like what? He paid, he puts down his card immediately, which I really appreciated. Then I started to feel bad. I go to the bathroom and then Katie talk about how he didn't tip.
0: We didn't. Oh, Oh my God. Dude, there are so many details to this that I just totally forget. I'm glad we're recording this. <laughs> so, Chaz is in the bathroom. Buster is at the table. He has now put his card down. He like came in and he was like, I'm so sorry, guys. Like, I got it. I got it. Don't worry about it. Like, sorry, everybody. So he gives the card to the waiter. He then starts kind of grilling me because we had basically had to light a fire under his ass to get him back to the restaurant at that point. So Chaz had been texting him like, hey, they're like, they're really asking us to pay for this right now. They've stopped serving us. They won't bring us anymore. Like, Snacks or wine, we're freezing. They won't let us move inside. Like, they're just being a little bit hostile toward us now because, like, you're not here and your name's on the reservation and they don't have your card on file. And so, Chaz had been like texting him all of these things to get him to hurry the fuck up to come back. So he's finally there. He then starts grilling me while Chaz is in the bathroom about the wait staff. And he was like, so they were rude to you, huh? And I was like, no, I don't know if they were rude. Like he was just, you know, he was just trying to end his shift and move on to the next person. But yeah, they definitely like, they didn't handle it well. And I was like, we did try to speak to the manager. They wouldn't bring him over. But you know, I get it that it's like a stressful situation if this is their tips and that's their livelihood. So I was like, he wasn't rude, but like, it also wasn't super comfortable. And the guy basically used that as a justification to not leave them a tip. He was like, I don't like that. I don't like the way they're treating you. Like, that's that's not okay. And he was like, people don't deserve tips if they're going to treat people like that. And I mean, I didn't see what he wrote on the thing. Maybe he did tip like a small amount, but I don't think that he tipped. <laughs>
1: Wait, Katie said the waiter looked at the bill and then at Katie and like death stared her down.
0: Yeah. He was unhappy. But at that point, I don't know, man. I don't know what the right thing to do is. And that's it. Like it's as far as I'm concerned, like that is not my responsibility.
1: Right. We were already harassed by the staff and felt so humiliated and embarrassed and weird about it. And also just wondered where he was the principal. So this trip started out with us not knowing his plan, not knowing where the fuck he went. Him having terrible time management and not looping us into anything. And we're now at almost an hour. So I unfortunately think we have to have this be part one. I know nothing that was that climactic with this, but just know it gets climactic.
0: And it- just know it gets crazier from here. <laughs> it gets so much fucking crazier. Yeah,
1: it really does. So I hope you
0: tune in to next A week. literal cliffhanger because we were on the fucking cliffs of Malibu.
1: Yeah, there was a few moments when we literally saw our life <laughs> flash before our eyes because of the cliffs. California is um, a terrifying place. It doesn't have to be, though. I love California, but um, it's all about your company and your
0: location. And for the record, this was not a bad trip in any sense of the word. This was an incredible trip from start to finish. Just absolutely top-notch A+. plus. I'm excited I will, for you guys I, to hear the rest of it.
1: I'll bait you all with this in hopes that you'll listen. I know it was very – it's a little slow right now. And it's a little like, okay, where is this going? Just be patient. At the end of the trip, I will say I kept telling Katie, please don't be upset with me for putting you in such a dangerous situation. Yeah. And Katie's response was, this was one of the best trips of our lives together. <laughs> so just know that. It gets way more enthralling at least in our opinion, but um, we are also we've decided to go back to consistently recording every Monday. We have enough content now to talk about again, and also we just miss it. So every single Monday we record. Hopefully, every Thursday we will be posting.
0: If we can stay on top of our editing, we will be there. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. I hope you enjoy. Never mind, take that out. I was gonna say I hope you enjoy our new ad for Anchor. <laughs> Do <Dang it. laughs> say that. I don't know. I was just thinking that you had recorded it now and I was proud of you. (laughs) Well,
1: that's true. (laughs) Follow us on every platform. You know where to find us. Bye. Bye.
0: Please stop.